One, two, three, four. My gal's a firecracker, sweet like a clementine. Takes a while to unpack her, but boy, I'm glad she's mine. My gal can't help but thrill me, she's a special kind of fun. But Lord, I think she'll kill me before this song is Hello, and welcome to the Beehive Podcast, where two queen bees, oh, you know the drill at this point. I am Beatrice Davies. And I'm Beth Levine. Beth, unfortunately, has a cold for this episode. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, Let's jump right in. Let's. For anyone who hasn't listened to the first four episodes, please do so now. For anyone who needs a refresher, Beatrice found a series of Kindle books about a young woman named Chrissy. In one of the books, Chrissy's fiancé is murdered. But in the next book, he's alive and well, and they live happily ever after. And the books are supposedly written by Chrissy's granddaughter, Margot McGinty. We've learned a few things so far, partly through our own research, and partly with a lot of help from our new friend Sean Powers, whose grandmother worked at the Hudson Bergen Aeronautics Factory. And that's the factory Chrissy works at in the books. So Beatrice, remind everybody what we've learned so far. It looks like Chrissy was a real person. Her name was actually Lucy Margot Gilbraith. Her fiancé Danny was actually named Henry Lionel McGinty. He was a soldier that was badly injured in the war, and was murdered in May of 1946. The weird part, Lucy and Henry's engagement announcement appeared in the Union Bugle on June 3rd, 1946, weeks after Henry's death. Our best guess is that the picture was taken shortly before he was killed, probably right after he got back from the war. And as to when the announcement was sent in, who knows? Maybe it was sent in before he died and it was put in the paper as a mistake, or maybe somebody sent it in afterward as a sick joke. Who knows? Uh, because obviously there's no byline or photo credit on an engagement announcement. We don't know who's responsible. Oh, and Christy's friend Tabby from the books, she was real too, we think. This girl Nora at the factory. So we actually got an email from someone claiming to be Margot McGinty. It's possible it's a prank, but the email is margot.mcginty at mistywatercoloredbooks.com and mistywatercoloredbooks is the publisher listed in the ebooks. And the website isn't set up and we couldn't find any information online, so we think it's not a real publisher, just a made-up company name that McGinty is using. Yes, and we can't find Margot McGinty either. We think it's a pen name, although if she's really Chrissy, um, I mean Lucy's granddaughter, then she took her grandmother's middle name and Henry's last name. Now wait a second, was, <clears throat> was Henry actually Margot's mom's father? Henry died a month after he got back from the war, so when was Margot's mom born? Well, Henry was at war, maybe? Lucy could have gotten pregnant before he left. And kept the baby a secret all that time? Ugh. Or, you know, Lucy and Henry never had a baby together in that whole aspect of it, or Margot being related to Chrissy is bunk. We should at least ask Margot about her mother, Lucy's daughter. Gage her response. Right, if we ever do hear back from Margot. Hmm, and one more thing, listener. Our producer, Tyler Moon, went up to New York to visit his new girlfriend, Tacey, a few weeks ago. They went on a field trip to New Jersey to visit the site of the Hudson Bergen Aeronautics Factory. Right. Now, the factory isn't there anymore as such, but the original building is still standing. It's occupied by a company called Cordata Industries, and oddly enough, Tacey seems to know a lot of people who work at Cordata. Well, not no-no. She was Facebook friends with a lot of them. Yeah, and another weird thing, Moon said she had something like 20 Facebook friends who all listed Cordata as their place of employment, but she claimed to not actually be on, like, a first-name basis with any of them. That's New York for you. Maybe. 
So I think this actually brings us quite nicely to our coffee break. Yes, coffee. Finally. So listeners, fun side note, we've just gotten an AeroPress for the studio. And by studio, we mean Moon's uncle's basement. Hi, Uncle Clive. No, the AeroPress is a kind of fun, high-tech, low-tech thing. What do you mean by that? Well, it's a new thing. The design is new. But it doesn't have any electrical or smart or even complicated parts. It's designed so well that it's just low-tech. Oh, gotcha. Now, the makers of AeroPress are not sponsors of the Beehive, unfortunately, so this isn't an ad. We just like it. It's fun. There's a whole little ritual around it. You bring the water up to just the right temperature. You fit the filter in. You measure the coffee grounds. I like stirring with the paddle. It's kind of soothing. And now if you go online, there's almost this whole subculture around it. People are making videos and writing blogs about the best way to use the AeroPress. We found the basic instructions pretty adequate. And now today, because we're super fancy, we're making lattes. Do we have a milk foamer? Absolutely not. <clears throat> no. No, we just warm up a little milk in the microwave, pour it into a clean jelly jar, screw the lid on tight, and then... Shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Copyright concerns. <laughs> and then we have a sort of foamy milk. That's more bubbly than foamy, but it works. And that is called a southern latte. Is it? Yeah. So, let's get to the real subject of our coffee break. Right. Cordata Industries. What is it? I told you when I was there, it's consulting... Yes, Moon is back with us in the studio, and as I said before, I don't know what consulting means. You need a dictionary? I think what Beth means is that it's a pretty vague term. Thank you, Beatrice. Yes, like, okay, Sherlock Holmes? <coughs> Sherlock Holmes is the consulting detective. He solves mysteries. I get that. Or if you're making a movie about veterinarians and you have an actual veterinarian around to make sure the neutering looks realistic. I get that. But what kind of consulting does Cordata do? Business consulting. Oh, okay. Business consulting. Yes, I'm sure they uh, consult with lots of important business people in business meetings, working their business cases, and maybe they even make business presentations. No, seriously, what the hell does Cordata do? Marketing? I would understand that. HR stuff, payroll, taxes, real estate? Something concrete, because I swear their website is so vague, I'm beginning to think it's a front. Or you just don't understand business. And you do, Moon? I had an internship at Uncle Clive's company last summer. Okay, well, I just think it's sketchy. Hmm. So, I've been digging around a little bit more, and Cordata has a website. It's got one of those weird custom domains extensions, so it's kind of hard to find. And they have a page that's like companies we've worked with. Oh, yeah? Let me see. Here. Anima Contractors, Quality Acquisitions, Smith Industries. It's a pretty long list, and there's contact information for each company. Oh, my God. Look. Misty Watercolored Books. Let's call the number. Yeah. number you dialed is not in service. Huh. Guess I'm not totally surprised. You want to try another one? Sure. Okay, how about the top one, Anima Contractors? The number you dialed is not in service. Weird. 
I mean, we could go down the list and try calling each company. Ooh, hang on. I found an About Us page with employee bios. And headshots. That sounds more promising. Huh. Is that... Moon, come here. What? Is that Tacy? What the fuck? Anastasia. That's what Tacy's short for, right? Anastasia Cloud? Huh. Moon and Cloud. That's cute. It's not fucking cute. She lied to me. She works there. That whole trip was an act. She was lying to me and faking the whole time, pretending she'd never even been there before, that she didn't really know anybody, and they were playing along. What the fuck? What the fuck? This is so fucked up. Hey, Moon, it's okay. It's not okay. Oh my god, I'm freaking out right now. She catfished me. I'm I not... was catfished. I, I don't think that's exactly ta- catfishing, Tyler. It's the same deal. She faked the whole... Oh my god. Moon. She told me that she worked at MoMA. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, um, Uncle Clive was home, and we told him what happened, so he's taking Tyler out to get a drink, or a six. Uh... In the meantime, we got Tacy's phone number from Tyler. He was about to delete it, but I got him to text it to me first. He doesn't want to talk to her. I don't blame him. But um, I'm really curious. I want to know why she would do something like that. Lie about something so big and not just lie, but put on a whole act like that. It's really bizarre. Are you ready? Yeah. I hung up. A lot of people won't answer their calls from numbers they don't recognize. I always answer calls from numbers I don't recognize. What if it's something important? I guess if it's really important, they'll leave a voicemail. I never check voicemail. That explains so much. Speaking of, it's a number I don't- wait, no, no, this is the one I just dialed, it's Tasty. Hello? Hello, this is Margot McGinty. Oh, we, we have a lot of questions for you, Margot. But first, what's your motivation for calling us? Oh, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you? Yes, for the publicity. My sales have skyrocketed since you girls started talking about the Christie book. Oh, wow. I didn't think we had that much influence. I mean, it would be nice if you didn't make me sound like a lunatic. Oh, we didn't mean to. No, it's fine. People don't always get artistic choices. Artistic? Wait, so the second half of Chrissy's Soldier, that was an artistic choice? Of course. Don't you understand? What are we not understanding? Well, you said it yourself in, like, your first episode. The tone of the whole series, except for the second half of Chrissy's Soldier... Is like frothy, G-rated, and then it completely flips the script when Danny gets home from war. Yeah? It's a commentary. It's a satire on all media that depicts life back in the good old days as being, you know, perfect. Movies and TV like to pretend that crime, mental illness, poverty, none of that existed before the 1980s. Do they? 
Yes, so the idea is you have this perfect mid-century vision of American life, and then bam, reality hits you out of nowhere. Wait, reality? That's that's what the second half of Chrissy's Soldier is supposed to be? Reality? Well, yes. Okay, then. Um, Margo, I hope you don't mind me asking, but are you British? Oh, yes. My mother was born in America, but she fell in love with a Londoner, and I was raised in jolly old England. Well, it was a treat to have you on. It's definitely exciting. Um, anything else you'd like to say? I just hope anybody who bought my books rereads them, looking at them through a more critical postmodern lens, knowing that... Wait, I have another question. Um... How much is real? Are you really Lucy Gilbraith's granddaughter? Was Henry McGinty your grandfather? Like, what? She hung up. All right. This is creepy. So obviously Morgan McGinty is Moon's girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend at this point, I'd imagine. Yeah, but uh, Margot McGinty is Anastasia Cloud. The question that remains is, who the fuck is Anastasia Cloud? Does she actually have any relationship to Lucy Gilbraith? And what really happened to Henry McGinty? I can't really answer any of those, but I did get a text from Sean a few minutes ago. Yeah? Yeah. He says he knows where Lucy is. Okay, listeners, we are obviously going to explore this further, but let's leave it at that for now. We'll be back in two weeks. For the time being, we'll leave you with our thoughts of the day. Beatrice? It's shocking how much dishonesty people are capable of. Yep. Yeah. What's yours? I don't know, I don't know. Um, cold case murder mysteries are best left to professionals. But it's like how once you've started scratching an itch, you can't stop until you're done. So, we'll see you next time, listeners. Good night.